on today's show. Can the Mavericks get in on a Pascal Siakam trade as the third team to get Clint Capella? Do they need Clint Capella? Will Derek Lively spend any time in the G League? And I kind of want to talk about these new NBA rules. Talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen every day. Join the Raccoon Squad, be an everyday, or subscribe and follow for free. Just search Locked On Mavericks wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube. But the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, how would your opinion of the Mavs offseason change if they got Clint Capello? Curious. If you want to support the show, text us, get text alerts from us, Mavs rumors, Mavs news, all kinds of stuff. Um, I'm doing pregame text, stuff like that. Subscribe to our subtext, click the link in the description, or text the number in the description as well. You get text straight to your phone. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the Weeback Boy, the One More Thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I mean, I'm kind of worried about you over there, just recovering from Vegas. Are, are you okay? You survived. You're back. You good? Say we gonna be alright eventually. <laughs> eventually. Uh, shout out to uh, Luka Doncic and Kyrie Irving with some uh, shoe news, some sneaker news over the past day or so. Uh, Luka Doncic's new shoe, the Luka Two, is uh, out in a couple different colorways. So go check that out. Personally, I like the Luka One better than the Luka Two, but will I, I purchase too. a Luka Two? Absolutely. Yeah, we we I all know. know that you're going to. Um, and then Kyrie just with some news a little bit ago. Uh, we were recording this, you know, later on on Tuesday, Tuesday night. Yes. And uh, all the whole news about him and Anta and five year deal and more than just like a signature shoe and a lot of stuff, you know, do a new role within the company and everything. Anta's a, you know, shoe based company out of China. And so, yeah, Kyrie's got his new signature deal and, now we're the biggest thing with that that I'm really curious about is before he was linked to Kyrie, you know, before he was linked with Nike, obviously. And back when his thing he signed as a signature athlete, I worked for Nike back then. It was such a big thing. Kids were coming in, like his popularity, you know, is is massive. We know that. Now we get to see is the it was it Kyrie's popularity or was it Nike carrying Kyrie's popularity? Mm. So will the popularity carry over? to an Anta brand that, you know, they've had Clay Thompson, some other people, but will that, will his signature shoe with Anta do well in the States? So I'll be curious about it. Cause Paul George's shoe does really well too. And you it does. Yeah. You would think that Paul George wouldn't be as popular as Kyrie and it, it does well as well. So price point, it's obviously going to be a, a big thing. And so we'll see what the price point is and kind of go from there. But I'm, I'm kind of curious about it. Obviously I love shoes. And so, on today's show, I'm back from Summer League. Thank you to everybody for the patience with the connection. I was trying to do it from the arena. Uh, if you appreciate, if you like the sounds, if you didn't like the sounds of the arena, it's we're done now. Uh, and then the connection, we had some some like delay and things like that, but we worked it out. Got shows out. Hope you appreciated those and uh, listen to those. So we've done Summer League games, we've done rumors and things like that. But today we're going to talk about 
Um, the Siakam rumors to other teams, the Mavs aren't getting Siakam, but they could get in as a third team to get Capella or somebody else. And then I kind of want to have a conversation about Capella needing Capella for the offseason and Derek Lively because McMahon had a quote about Derek Lively and the G League and how much he's going to play. And I found that kind of interesting. And then at the end, if we have some time, I want to talk about these new rules in the NBA, the flopping rule and the new coaches challenge rule. And I want to get Isaac's opinion on, on those as well. But let's start here. Mark Stein has reported that the Pacers are now in on the on the Pascal Siakam trade. They could be a legitimate contender. Me and Tony East talked about this on Lockdown NBA yesterday, so if you didn't listen to that because you only listen when I'm on, then you should go listen to that one because I was on with oh. Tony East. Um, the Hawks have been in trade talks with Toronto for months to try and get Pascal Siakam. There are apparently, according to Mark Stein, other suitors out there that may present themselves at certain times to get Pascal Siakam, but for the Mavericks angle, Isaac, it, it's to get – it's to get Capella or DeAndre Hunter. It, it, that's kind of it. Can we can we grab somebody else? Can we grab one more rotation player from this deal that needs to be dumped somewhere so that the Mavs can just get one more and, and kind of like feed off of this bigger deal? Well, why can't you go after Siakam? I don't think they have enough for him. Well, okay. Here, here's my whole thing, and we've we've touched on him a handful of times over the past you know few weeks, and. Uh, it feels like a Siakam trade has never been as real until now, especially when Mark Stein put that out. I was like, Hey, as the main takeaway from the uh, rumors or conversations for him at summer league is, Hey, we know Harden and Dames on the market, but for him to be that adamant in his reporting about Siakam being um, very available for trade and, and all of that was, uh, I thought it was a really big, important takeaway. And, but, but here's the thing about it is he's on an expiring contract yeah. and he, and from all the reporting and Mark Stein's reporting is he's not willing to commit to the new team that he's going to sign an extension. So that right there should lower the value. Some like that right there tells me that it's not going to, it's not going to command a, a King's ransom to get him when he's expiring and he won't commit to an extension. So I think it else that eliminates some teams and it's going to take a team that's willing to take a chance and willing to give up some quality assets to say, we don't care. We'll, we'll swing for it this year and then try to convince you next summer. And uh, if there's a team out there that I think would uh, not care and would take a chance, I think it's somebody like Dallas. I don't think Dallas truthfully pursues him, but it wouldn't shock me if they did because they love to pounce on these opportunistic, you know, situations like Kyrie. a Porzingis, Kyrie, that to where like a, a big name might not require the same value as previously. Should they though? Well, I think I think the question comes down for for Dallas is, you know, how committed are you to a Luca Kyrie Siakam trio? Like, do you think that that vaults you to the top of the Western Conference or in that conversation, like? Let's say it's, um, let's say it's Tim Hardaway, Maxi, Javale, Jaden Hardy, first round pick in two seconds for Siakam. Basically, you give, you know, a couple. Your main assets right now is that future first, Josh Green, Jaden Hardy. Let's say you give two of those three, yeah. and then some salary stuff. And so then you're looking at like a Luca, Kyrie, Josh, Siakam, Dwight Powell with Grant Williams coming off the bench with Seth Curry and Omax. And so like, how come, like, how do you think that is vaulting you to the top of the West? But the hardest thing of all of it is 
no one knows the direction Toronto's going right now. Right. Like, what do they want? Do they want a bunch of picks? Do they want win now players? Do they want to thread the needle? I don't know. Well, I don't think they can thread the needle if they trade Siakam because Fred Van, they lost Fred Van Vliet for nothing. They it, He pulled a Brunson on him, and he left. And they just have, you know, they have Gary Trent Jr. that came back. They have OG, and they have Scotty Barnes. Those, like, Scotty Barnes and OG and, are and now. And Jakob Pertl. And yeah, yeah, and then they re-signed Jakob Pertl to that deal. And so I guess they're, they are trying to thread the needle, but just be co- competent enough around those two young guys in, Siaka, in, in uh, Scotty Barnes and OG Ananobi. But I don't think the Mavs could be in on a Siakam trade. I just don't. I don't see the fit. I, I I'm really skeptical of the three max guys well, on the. You don't think you don't think about it would fit basketball wise. No, I'm I'm skeptical of putting everything in to have three oh, okay, three okay, max okay, yeah. guys on the I, the basketball fit would be awesome. It, it was, I was gonna say I I hear the money assets and all that, but but basketball wise, I think it'd be great. Yeah, that that would fit really well. But to put everything into it, to put okay, well you've recouped some assets now with. This this off season that you just had in the you know in developing Green developing Hardy, you know waiting and the first round now first round pick being available and to throw all of it in for another max guy as of right now is Luca Kyrie Siakam is that is that up there with KD and Booker and Beal is that the it's best pretty trio? tough I mean it's, it's pretty good but it's pretty tough yeah especially when you start going down the line of. Would you if you had if you chose to do the third star alongside Luca and Kyrie on paper what you would want more than anything more than pro- for me more than a big man or another you know score would be a a bigger Ford that can right. score I can hit a three right. that can defend and Siakam's in that and not thirty years old yet which I think he's right at like twenty nine but yeah he just turned twenty nine uh, in April. I'm just saying, like, he's good enough, and I think if you paired those three together, then I would be pretty bullish on the ceiling of that team. Oh, yeah. That I, that I would be very interested, and I would go after if I was Dallas, but I don't think they do. I think somebody else – I agree with you that somebody else will outbid, but I don't think it's going to be a crazy haul that – like, I think whenever he gets traded, it's going to be like, hmm, huh, all right. I mean, that's pretty good, but yeah. – he didn't get, you know, four first or something. It wasn't like the third pick in the draft, like the, the Portland trade that, that was talked about around the time of the draft. But the other thing with Pascal Siakam is, you mentioned earlier, he said that he doesn't want to re-sign with another team out there. He wants to stay in Toronto. He did go to high school in Louisville. So, whoa, there's a connection, but, but he's from Cameroon, so I don't know how how much of a connection he has to, to Dallas, the Dallas but, area. But for Dallas's angle, coming up next, let's talk about the exact reasons why Dallas – could be linked to this because it's more than likely if Dallas is involved in a Siakam trade, it's as a third team getting another piece. We'll do that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs has you covered with the best shorts that are out there. I mean, these shorts are so comfortable. They make you look professional. Uh, a lot of the locked on hosts at Summer League were wearing these Bird Dog shorts. That's the perfect place for Ooh. them because you want to have – the breathability, you want to have the, you know, the, uh, like, not, you want to have a light fabric because you're out in a ton of heat, like 110 degrees out in, in Las Vegas. It feels like that back in Dallas, too. Feel, feels almost the same. You want to have that, but you also want to look kind of good, professional. You want to look like you didn't forget to bring your shorts, uh, which is what I did. <laughs> I, was, I was devastated that I forgot my bird dog shorts at home. So, 
Check out the Bird Dogs. And if you want to uh, go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA, enter the promo code LockedOnNBA for a free Yeti-style tumbler. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNBA for a promo code. They also have... Um, they also have sweatpants. They have like joggers. They have all kinds of other stuff. So go check it out again. Birddogs.com slash locked NBA for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on locked on Mavs, being part of the show, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you on tomorrow's show. We'll get into the Mavs next summer league game. They play against the golden state warriors. So I'll have you covered there. And a, a post game almost as soon as the game is done, I'll be able to post that. I'll probably wait for some media stuff and hear some comments after Jared Dudley saying that uh, Jaden Hardy didn't listen to any of the plays in the first half. Like I was like, oh, maybe I, should, I need to listen to Jared Dudley before I do a podcast now. So shout out to Dudley. He like quote tweeted a, a Mavs tweet and was like his arm around Hardy, and then uh, D'Angelo Russell quote tweeted that and was like, cool seeing a coach tweet at a player. Much respect. Dudley did he did that, and then he also quote tweeted another clip of Lively and Omax, and he said more minutes on the way. Like when does a coach ever do that? It's summer league, right? Like it's summer uh, league. But when does a coach ever do that? Like if 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 Jason Kidd in the middle of the season, if at real Jason Kidd all of a sudden went, you know, quote tweeted a, a Josh Green clip, said more minutes coming for this guy, we would all fr- like we would all freak out. That'd be that'd be hilarious. All right, let's get back into this Siakam conversation. Especially because Twitter's a coach. If the Mavs don't get Siakam, like he's like he said, no, do I, have to, I don't I'll still have the drop anymore. Here, I'll just do that. <laughs> no one's dying. I'll do that one. Um, <laughs> since since we, don't, we don't think they'll get Siakam because they'll get overbid, where's the Mavericks angle in this now? Okay, well, I mean, I had to start with the Pacers, and I'm going to be honest with you. I, I think it's pretty pretty hard with, with Indy uh, to be a third team in that. I do, because too. I'm assuming that you know they want to pair him with Miles Turner. So the one thing that Tony East did say on Locked In NBA, and and to me later as we were talking about this because we were roommates for <laughs> during summer league, we talked to a lot of Pacers. There's a lot of Pacers talk. I bet the only salaries they have to send out are Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. So like they have to pick and, one and they, McConnell. Yeah, but to make to make up to the 38 million, they have to send one of those two. And so oh well, Buddy's 100 percent of the deal, especially because okay, he's expiring. Yeah, but what if they can't get a deal done? So, I I think for I think a straight up two two team trade between them would make the most sense because then you know depending on the on the cost like Matherin might have to be in it or it's you know Buddy and yeah, Tony you know, said no no go on Matherin. I was like oh interesting. Jarris Walker, I mean somebody's got to be in somebody's it. Somebody's got him. yeah. They've got all their uh, they've got all their picks. So so anyway, I think Indiana is really difficult to be a third team. It's the other team. It's Atlanta. A lot of people are talking about right now. Um, could could Dallas hop in as the, as the third team in an Atlanta deal that sends Siakam to Atlanta? Yeah, I mean, there's different iterations of that. Could we get Capella in Dallas, and then you're looking at like Tim Hardaway, DeAndre Hunter, and a first-round pick to Toronto, and then Siakam and JaVale to Atlanta, and it's Dallas giving up the first? Like, would you give up – if you're Dallas in that scenario, would you give up Tim Javel in the first for Capella? Man, your your tree bark analogy from the other day that hit really good in the, in the YouTube comments. <laughs> A lot of people like that where you're just all right. I'm just getting more and more desperate. I'm not going to eat the tree bark yet, but like trading the first round pick to me is the tree bark. It's not, I'm not I'm not mm-hmm. desperate enough to do it yet, but I'm starting to get there because I think this goes to the bigger conversation: is if the Mavericks don't get Capella, what's what's the alternative? 
Andre Drummond. Uh, that one's done. He he's he signed. It. I mean, they have to do some kind of trade for him. But your your alternative is Dwight and Rashawn Holmes, who was at summer league. By the way, that wasn't mentioned a ton. I know. I think social have social posted him a couple times, but he completely cut his hair. So he's sitting next to Grant Williams, and they didn't show him on the broadcast the whole time. But I kept looking at him. I looked over at Dwayne Price, and I was like, "That's Rashawn Holmes, right?" He's like, I, he's like I don't know. It doesn't look like him. But then, but then, like, if you imagine it without his hair, that's that's him. But do do they need him? And I kind of think they do. And so, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think they, he, they, the yeah. the other thing is, I'm I'm now like three asides away from your fake trade. Apologies. The other thing is, if they trade that, if they don't trade that first round pick next year at the draft, they could have three firsts to trade for something. Yeah. I would do the trade uh, because I think if you put uh, that's that's the last missing piece to this besides some depth year after next. Sorry, if they so they give up the twenty twenty four pick and in twenty twenty five they'll have three first round pick. That sorry, yeah, year after that. Um, I, I would do the deal because then then you have your solidified guy in, in the big man spot. You have uh, we've talked all years. we've talked so much about Capella and where he on the stats and the guys who you know block shots and rebounds and how many guys hit a certain number of that, um, but to have Capella there and then you can just figure out the wings what wing combination you want. So you have Luke and Kyrie and Capella locked in, and then you can figure out what works. Grant, Josh, Omax, like you, and it, yes, if you could add another wing in there, that'd be great. But that's where it. I, I would I would do that deal if if I was Dallas, because we talked about this whole off season. Their number one thing outside of re-signing Kyrie was to improve rim protection and rebounding, and they haven't really done that. They they, they have a future plan with Lively, but we don't think that he's a day one. But you can't expect and you can't like you you can't put the expectation on him that he'll fix that issue right away. Maybe by the yeah. end of the year that if they if they don't do any of these moves and they run with uh, Dwight Rashawn Holmes lively you know platoon maybe lively works his way into that role and is good enough by the end like a walker kessler did or like you know bam out bio did his rookie year or a miles turner did for the pacers or something like that but you can't expect that 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 would be a nice bonus but you yeah. can't expect it for a team with expectations to do that, that that's just really tough um and so yeah man i to trade that first round pick that's tough because you don't have many assets going forward you just recoup some with that really good draft that you just had. And you could see what you you've seen what Nico can do with the first round pick. It's the first but, round, but it's the first but, round pick he's had. <laughs> he turned it into lively Omax and Rashawn Holmes and got off of Davis's contract. And I, I get it that once you take a player, it's like, a, you know, a used car or you know, a new car. Once you take it off the lot, then it depreciates the value. I get this when it comes to draft picks, but they're still going to have young assets to where if they want to go out there in a year or so, I mean, I know no one wants to talk about this, but you have a Derek Lively, an Omax Prosper, a Jaden Hardy, uh, you know, Josh Green. Like, you have actual young players then and not just these, like, future picks. But I just want everyone to mark it down right here. It was July 11th, 10.50 p.m. Central Time, when Isaac Harris first suggested the Mavericks could possibly I trade I did Omax. not suggest it. I'm just saying. And, you, it, and, it, and it, a little bit of his soul just died in that. It did. It did. It did die. Um, I know we want to talk a little bit li about lively, probably in the third second. Yeah. Coming up next, oh, let me throw go. at you some rapid fire, other frameworks of deals as Dallas as a third team. And then let's talk lively. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about better help, better help 
is there for you. You need somebody that's there for you to talk through some things, to walk you through some things. My wife and I have been going through our therapy journey and she just has, she has so much more vocabulary to name the things that she's dealing with and, and, and working through. She's, she's done such a great job of having, um, you know, asking questions of working through things, not being afraid to talk about certain things with a therapist. And that therapist has helped her learn a lot of vocabulary to help her name things she's dealing with talking about. And that's where it can help. And BetterHelp can help you do that. Exactly. I've worked with BetterHelp before I've gone to BetterHelp. It's a great company. Uh, if you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and they'll match you with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any charge. If you're vibing with them, or if you're not vibing with you can switch whenever you want. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockdownNBA today to get 10% off your first month. Again, it's a URL, not a promo code. BetterHelp.com slash NBA. Go get some better help. All right, Isaac Harris, we're talking about a Pascal Siakam trade. The Mavericks maybe get, getting Clint Capella as a third team for the Atlanta Hawks. And now, do you have any more of those fake trades? <laughs> should, I be, should I be itching around the collar? Like, you got any more of those fake trades? Do I have any? Come on. You know where to go to when you need fake trades. Um, I'm your dealer. So, uh, let me just uh, rapid fire a couple at you. Uh, let, let's look at the uh, Philly and James Harden stuff with the Clippers. Four-team trade. I'm just going to give you frameworks and not exact like down to the detail of who. Um, Siakam to Philly, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure Siakam and Embiid have a relationship. but um, They're both from anyway, Cameroon, right? I, I thought it was a relationship through like All-Star or something like that. But anyway. Siakam to Philly, James Harden to the Clippers, and then PJ Tucker and Zubots to Dallas, and then young players and picks to Toronto. Are the Mavs sending those young players and picks? I think it's coming from a couple different places. I actually think Philly has to give up something in this scenario to switch out Harden. To to switch out Harden for Siakam. Uh, They're not giving up like Maxi or anything, but. but yeah, and the Dallas has given up a few things, so there has to be some salaries and stuff in there. Probably not enough for Toronto, but I wonder if Dallas could get involved. They could loop James Harden into it. Uh, next one. That one's interesting. Wait, you got a thought? Uh, the Clippers, I think, would have to cough up something. They seem to to not want to give up Terrence Mann or some you know some of their young guys. They would have to be the ones to give something up. Yes, I I agree. I had the yeah when I was working with this, it was like Terrence Mann. A um, couple different pieces going to you know Toronto and stuff. Terrence uh, Mann in th- Toronto, that would be good. So these are just two off the wall ones, but could we, what about Siakam to the Cavs? Whoa! Put Mobley at center yeah. and Siakam with them. Jared Allen to Dallas, and then some type of combination of Okoro, Jaden Hardy, Tim Rubio, and like two firsts to Toronto. The Cavs. Don't have first, do they? I th- I thought that they could trade a 2031. Could be wrong, but nope. They owe a 2029 to Utah. They All have, right, they have their Cross own. that in, one off. They have their own in 2024. So we could do this next draft, but it's a little too late. <laughs> next draft. Um, all right, here's my last one. Uh, Siakam to the they Knicks. Have, they have all their seconds except for 2024, and they have they have whoa, they have six, seven, eight, nine. They have nine seconds. They can. Tra- trade does that go. equal one first <laughs> it did in the bradley beal deal 
Um, all right, last one. Siakam to the Knicks, Mitchell Robinson to the Mavs. Let's go. And then it's uh, Emmanuel Quickly, Quentin Grimes, and a couple things from the Mavs to Toronto. That one's interesting because the Knicks have, have been snooping around some of these bigger names. You know, they they checked in on Harden. They've done some of these other things. They got some picks, and they got a couple of those young guys like Grimes and Quickly. I wonder yeah. if they could pull it off without – while keeping like the other guy, like what would you think of a Brunson, RJ Barrett, Siakam, Julius Randall, Hartenstein starting five? That's a, that's, uh, that's pretty good. I don't know. I think so too. Brunson and Siakam would work really well together. Yeah. So anyway, it would make me furious, but yeah, they could do it. They also have a bunch of guards all of a sudden now. Cause they got, they brought in DiVincenzo. They have, you know, Josh Hart and you know, it quickly grimes, um, RJ Barrett, I guess, still counts. Miles McBride is another uh, another guard they have. You know, they've got a ton of guards, so they could give up what? one of them or two of them. Would you take Randall from the Mavs? Somebody asked me this at summer league. I Even don't, if you have Grant, I don't think so. His contract isn't awful. He's making twenty eight this year, thirty the year after that, thirty two as a player option the year after that. He just doesn't fix any of the Mavs issues besides maybe rebounding, but he likes the ball in his hands. And that's hard to do. That's hard to do. Could you convince Julius Randle to become Aaron Gordon? You know what? No, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think, I don't think so. He's never been that kind of defender. Aaron Gordon at least came in as, as a defender in that way. One, let's do this other conversation that I've wanted to have with, with, so Tim McMahon was on his howdy partner show on YouTube and partners. He mentioned it wouldn't be a shock to him if Derek Lively got as much playing time for the Legends as he did in uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. So in the G League and the NBA, if he split time, he wouldn't be surprised. I'm curious if that's because he thinks a trade for a center is coming, or is that is that more of an indictment on Lively? Do you think that's what, – what's your take on Derek Lively, G League minutes this year? Because as of right now, I was under the impression that Nico Harrison did not lie at the draft when he said – I don't envision these guys spending much time in the in the G League, that they'll be with the main roster. And if you have Dwight Powell, Rashawn Holmes, JaVale's not part of your plans at all, Lively would get minutes for the Mavericks. I, I can't imagine him not getting pretty consistent playing time for them. So I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around how this happens unless they do a Cabela trade. Yeah, he's probably meaning because he expects them to do a trade because, like you said, you know, if that was the plan all along – then I don't see a reason why Nico would say that because it almost put more pressure on if you know he said they're not going there and then they do go there, then it's going to raise the question of like, well, why did you change your mind? Like, do you think they suck? Like, you know, in a more yeah. professional way. Uh, but you can he can obviously change his mind halfway through the season, send him down to you know if they're not getting much minutes or you know or lively. Here, here's my kind of, uh, and you you might be surprised by this. Here's my take on the center stuff if they walk into the season currently constructed or that platoon, I think lively should start. And I would go ahead and starting from day one. And I think the only thing, um, the only thing that would hold you or he's going to foul. So like you might, might as well like go ahead and if you don't trade for a center, which they still should then start him and bring Dwight Powell and Rashawn Holmes off the bench. Like if he gets in foul trouble early on, okay. Like, then bring Dwight in or then bring Rashawn Holmes in. And then like, I would just rather him go ahead and start 
and just work out some of the kinks, defend the paint. There's going to be some games he doesn't get in foul trouble, and he's going to block shots, and he's going to learn how to play with some of these guys. I just think if if that's your weakest link out there, if you're throwing Kyrie and Luka and Grant Williams and, you know, let's say Josh Green out there right now, go ahead and start him. I don't see really the big downside of just go ahead and starting him instead of spot starting a Dwight or Rashawn Holmes, something like that. Start lively if you don't make a trade. And then if he gets in foul trouble or he's not playing well, then you have Rashawn Holmes, Dwight Powell, just bring him in then. This was kind of my thing with Christian Wood at a certain point in the season. Hey, your your best team, your best team is going to be with, with him getting it. So it, are we sure about that though? Well, I thought he, he was the one of the most talented players on the team. And so it, this team is going to sink or swim and you've, you've got to play your most talented guys. So if he gets it, then they'll, you know, it'll, it'll work. But, but my, mine but, would be more of the, the future instead right. of, Hey, like it, Christian Wood was never going to be the future here. So no, no, no. Derek that Lively the is the, year. yeah. Lively is the future here. And could you be, yeah, I would just go ahead and start him. That's just where I'm at right now. Unless you, you trade for a more established guy, which they should. They're, they wouldn't do it right away because they don't want to put that. I mean, imagine the, imagine the pressure on a guy that, you know, he comes in, he's playing with Luca and Kyrie. Luca's a very demanding, he's a, he's a very demanding on ball guy. But he's going to make your job easy though. For, he, he will, but he's very demanding for, you know, for a center. And it's why, you know, we keep doing the Loki meme. Where does that take you back to me? And it's Dwight Powell sitting, sitting in the corner with his fingers to get like pressed together. But to put that, all that pressure on, on lively, Hey, We've got to get back to the playoffs. We've got to be good defensively. We also didn't really fix any of our issues besides you. So, like, think about that. Uh, summer, think about that uh, summer league game. I think game. Grant's a better defender than Reggie. Sure, you you improved marginally, but you didn't you didn't go from Reggie Bullock to oh uh, an Aaron Gordon, you know, or whoever a, an OG Ananobi. You didn't you didn't improve in that way. And so imagine that first half of the summer league game where all the guards are getting blown by and Lively's having to just run around the place trying to trying to chase everybody. That would be his whole introduction <laughs> into the yeah. NBA. I think what we've seen from from Kid and from this this team so far is they take these guys along slowly. Hardy played in the G League to start. Well, we thought, hey, maybe he should play for the NBA to, to he, start. He was a second round pick though. Sure, but they they Lively's had him as a lottery pick. They had him as they had him as a first round grade, so it, it wasn't to them. Yeah. Right? And so I, I think they'll they'll take him along slowly. From what we've seen from them, they, they take guys along slowly. But yeah. I'm I'm with you that I think they should just throw him in, throw him into the deep end. And, if uh, I had to bet, yes, as currently constructed, Dwight would probably be the starter. Yeah. But I would I would start lively because I just don't see the downside of it. That he's it's gonna be foul trouble. Yeah, hundred percent. He's gonna get in foul trouble early on a lot of games. But I would rather him play minutes and get fouls and learn some. So he's also going to force Jason Kidd. I think both these guys, Omax and Live, they're going to force Jason Kidd's hand because they just do things that the other players on the roster don't do. Lively can rebound in a way that no one else on the roster can do. He can block shots in a way that no one else on the roster can do. I mean, he's going to force their hand eventually because you're just going to need that as an option at, at some point. So yeah, like you said, you may as well start him, but they'll start, they'll, they'll bring him along slowly. But in a perfect world, they bring in a Capella, they bring in another center, and it's like, hey, Capella, you're our starter. Our backup bigs are, you know, it's Lively, it's Dwight, Rashawn Holmes is probably the fourth on that list. Say, and and you, you still have JaVale. Well, JaVale's, yeah, he'll be gone. But right. 
So there you go. Let us know what you think about that. What do you, what would you think if the Mavericks got Capella? What would that change? Uh, how would that change your opinion on the Mavs offseason? We'll be back tomorrow breaking down the Mavs next summer league game. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.